Blog Talk Radio. With neat, 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 cue them to the music, take four. Another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy, which is a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head huntress, and we have a fantastic, actually, take it back, we have an awesome show for you tonight. I am so excited to do this one every year. This is our third annual Awesome Con and Summer Preview episode, and tonight at 10 o'clock, I secured an interview, a call-in, with the co-founder, the creator, the CEO of AwesomeCon, Ben Tenrod himself. He's calling in. Thank you, thank you, sir, for doing that. I can't wait to talk to him about your awesome show. But before I get to that, let's introduce tonight my sexy witches. My first neat, 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 sexy witch co-host is in Clifton Forge, Virginia, a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit, my partner in crime. She's a horror fan, a super fan of Marvel. Find her on the web, and find her as a featured zombie in Plan 9 Splatter Space Remake. Please welcome to the show my sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying a nice evening drive. It's gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... I don't know if you should admit to that on air, but I'm glad it is a gorgeous night. It is beautiful. I have all the windows open in my house right now. You know, it, it is great when your podcasting room is your kitchen. You can just, like, open it up. You have food. You have alcohol. You have air. It's it's nice. So Coffee. Get back. <laughs> all right. Coffee. Lots of coffee. I'm going to get you back. So you drive home. I'm going to talk, and I'll come back to you in just a couple minutes. All right? So my other neat, 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 sexy witch co-host lives in Seattle, Washington. She's a visual artist, a writer for Living Dead magazine, an aspiring filmmaker. She's a published author. She's a horror film geek to the extreme. Give me a second here. Oh, I accidentally (laughs) dropped Erin. I meant to... I meant to mute her, and I dropped her. Let's get back to your. Well, I gotta get back to my intro. Let's let's hold on. Let's redo, redo. It's just like a reggae. It's like a reggae song. Restart, restart, restart. Let's start over. Here we go. Okay, she deserves a good. You deserve it. With neat, neat, neat. To them, to the music. Take four. My other sexy witch co-host is located in Seattle, Washington. A visual artist, a writer. For Living Dead Magazine, an aspiring filmmaker, published author, horror film great to the extreme, a regular participant in live action role plays. Look for her wolfy attitudes on her personal writings and her popular blogs and YouTube channels. 
and find her art on her store envy page, Marrow Minded Craft. Please welcome to the show the sexy wear witch, Queenie Ty! How are you now. doing cool. tonight? <laughs> that, <laughs> is, that is meat, meat, That is the damned. The damned is a, uh, which by the way, the damned are on tour right now, punk band from Britain. They're also associated with the young ones and video nasties. Did you have a video? Yes, we have a video. They are also the opening title track to the movie Edgar Wright's Baby Driver, which I got a preview of, and we're going to preview no. later on in this yeah, hour. Good. We're going to talk about Baby Driver. We got we got a lot of Edgar Wright love to talk about tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and I love that. So, <laughs> so how is things going in Seattle? It's, it's getting warmer, which means I get the LARP. <laughs> I come from the darkness. <laughs> I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. I'm actually playing next weekend. Yup. <laughs> well, uh, you played last weekend, did you not? No, no. What? I think no. I think there was there wasn't an event last weekend, but yeah, ah. this is the first alliance event that I'm gonna be going to. <laughs> you know, because it's been a while for me. I don't LARP when it's too cold, so. Well, it's Seattle. It's always up, cold. I come out of the shadows, you know, <laughs> like a tree through the night. You, get you some more fake furs for your barbarian costume. Is this what we gotta do? Oh, I would love yeah. that. Seriously, I, I should well, be covered well, well, in them. Don't have to or, or, or we'll get some. Like, we'll hide. We'll make some wick material and hide it inside your costume, so it'll wick the sweat away. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And warm you up that way. Exactly. That's something you could do. And it's natural, yeah, so it'll keep the heat better. Yeah, my mom, my mom was a seamstress, so I, I know some of the tricks of the trade. So, um, matter of fact, at Awesome Con, one of the things I've marked, and Erin Marie, are you back, Miss Gris? Yeah, Erin Marie, are you back? One of the things at Awesome Con, and we'll talk about this more later, when I've only marked a couple of the classes, but one of the ones I did mark was cosplaying historical costuming. And so I'm totally going to go to that shit. And uh, I'm hoping Anthony Fiore, uh, we met last year, who did a wonderful Hamilton and, and Joffrey at, um, you know, he did he did King George from Hamilton and he did Joffrey from Game of Thrones. It was amazing. You know, like, so I'm hoping he goes to that event because it looks cool. Anyway, I got one more person to bring on the line. He's been waiting patiently, and it's my L.A. correspondent, my sexy warlock of Orange County. Uh, when he's not being a sexy <laughs> warlock, look for him to be a pirate or in a Shakespeare play, or he might be a singing waiter, or he might be at San Diego Comic-Con. He's always at San Diego Comic-Con. He's also the biggest Disney geek I know, fanatic for pin trading, and a bigger feminist than I am. Uh, Please welcome to the show my cousin, L.A. correspondent, the sexy warlock of Orange County, Eric Gogan. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Wait, don't I get any cool WWE opening music? Oh, let me give you a song. Okay, well, here. Well, let me read off real quick. Um, I I wanted to remind people. Did you know I'm the special? All right. Uh, 
I mean, he's demanding a theme song. I've got a lot of good ones this one. Okay, so let me ask you this. Would you rather go 45 years out or 50 years out for your theme song? Uh, let's go 45, because that's closer to Star Wars' 40th anniversary. That's a good choice. Happy 45th anniversary to... Oh, yeah. Stardust. Oh. Starman. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of music queued up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. oh, that's perfect. So welcome to the show, Aaron. It's well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But it's still kind of an amazing day and an amazing record and and a lot and a, we gotta mention fandom still le- reveres David Bowie and Ziggy Stardust even after his passing. I, he was in American Gods. They had Gillian Anderson all yep. dressed up as David Bowie. It was pretty amazing. So yes, awesome. In the sky. Yeah, and, and you remember right before he passed, we were talking about. Uh, Sexiest uh, men and women in geekdom, uh, um, and I wanted to put him on my list just for the body of work and for his then uh, new album coming out, Black Star. So that was before he yeah. passed. Oh, Bowie. Got him on uh, uh, we've, Black we've Star was incredible, and, too. But, yeah, it is. Mm. But Ziggy Star oh God, will live is. forever. So, uh, forever. So, okay. We will get to 50 years out. I'll play it at some point, but we also have a 50-year anniversary um, that happened while we were off air. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, because first things first, let's get into some horror and talk about, like, I, we have a lot of horror news to talk about. Uh, first off, it's Queenie. Queenie, we're going to lead off because Queenie is the only one of us, I think, that has actually gotten to see The Void, which was the big hot thing uh, a, a month ago. <laughs> So, so Queenie, go for it. Give us our review of The Void. Okay. If you like Clive Barker, Cronenberg, and H.P. Lovecraft, and they all had a baby together, that's what this <laughs> film is. Like, seriously, that is exactly what this film is. Yes, it's an indie film. But we have to support our indie films. Come on, guys. Come on. It's freaking fantastic. The imagery is just... Oh, it, it, it really kept with me even days afterwards. Like, I would think about it and be like, oh. Um, I think my only critique of it is that it's a little slow in the beginning. But if you wait it out, shit's going to get real. I promise. It's going to get real and real fast. It's going to be amazing. Just bam, bam, bam. Bullshit. of awesome. Because <laughs> I love, like, the HP uh, Lovecraft uh, aesthetic, I guess. You know, the whole, his his version of the world, <laughs> as he sees it, like, terrifying. The Elder Gods thing. Yeah, the whole Elder Gods yeah. thing. They really play on that in this film. And the, the Clive Barker element, think Hellraiser, Clive Barker. That's what I'm talking about. Like, the imagery is it's phenomenal. Uh, it's really Hellraiser unsane. is going to come into play tonight, big time, in a few minutes. Keep going. Ooh. Excellent. Right on. And there's there's also a really scary pregnancy thing that happens. And like me, I have a thing about pregnancy. Like to me, it's kind of like phobic for me. I don't want to do it. 
never, ever, nope, nope, nope. It's a parasite growing inside you. I don't want one, okay? You all can do it. I'm cool with that. But to me, it's that horrific. So when I watch movies like this, it plays on that fear for me, and I lose my shit. <laughs> I just am like, Whoa! it's like there's a cockroach on the floor. I'm like, no, <laughs> nothing in my, no. <laughs> but yeah, so there's and that. And here this I was, cool. nine months yeah. pregnant, and I watched Back to Back. Great. I know, right? And it, it's a live remake. And told my nurse at the hospital about it. Having no problem whatsoever <laughs> after I had a C-section. So, I mean, but then again. And I oh, took no, Ray Harryhausen into my birth. You know, well, you know, everyone eats their own. And no, there's some horrific yeah. things about about giving birth. It's it's not yeah. like, you know, first of all, it's so impersonal. You're like in your most vulnerable state and there's like people everywhere. It's like, you know, there's, there's doctors oh, and man. nurses and your family and and and, yeah. and Mr. Ninja anesthetic dude, because I had an emergency but it's C-section. More the, it's more like the very act of birth, of giving birth. The biological act of giving birth repulses me. Like I real, I'm just you like see, no, no, <laughs> I can't happen. After you, no. <laughs> do you know what happens after you immediately give birth, and they totally don't tell you about this? All right, and this is absolutely true. You, you orgasm. Get, no, it's. It, I it's know. beyond an orgasm. You get a flood of hormones <laughs> all at once. It's it, the whole body goes. And and they don't tell you about that, but you only have that, A, if you give vaginally, and usually if you haven't struggled. Because if you're struggling, uh, you know, if you're laying yeah. flat on your back, you're not going to give birth easily. It's how it is. Right. <laughs> and even it's the okay. best laid plans of, of head honchresses and men uh, go awry. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I had 19 hours of fucking labor before I had to throw in the towel. 19 hours. That part, that that was actually more scary to me was going through the pain part. Because I I have a high threshold for pain, but that kind of pain is something that I don't like to experience very often. Let's just go that way. Just want their horror movies to be standard. Well, I, you know? I'm, 
I'm going you know? to watch the shit out of it when it when I have access to it finally. I can't wait to see the void. And if you give it high praise, you know, myself, it was you know? because of you. I gave Baskin a reshot. You know that, right? Because really? yeah, because hey, I tried. You know, I, I tried. It took me. It took three times for me to get through fucking Baskin, but I finally did, and it was really. <laughs> I love Baskin. Yeah, Baskin's. it was. Oh my! I see. I no, really no, hated the characters at first. <laughs> I don't get uh, everything well, at first. I, it wasn't the it wasn't the story itself. It was the people in it. I didn't like them. Yeah. I didn't want to follow these characters. I thought they were misogynistic fuckheads, and they were. Uh, you know, <laughs> and they're meant to be. Just but turkey. I also don't like. But I also don't like watching people torture other people very much. I don't like torture movies where they torture. Now, there's exceptions. I know there's context to it. And this had context to it. That's why I liked it. Because the design is just insane in, this, in Baskin. So, uh, yeah. you know, there, there, there's some amazing if, – if I don't – if you don't get past the, your, the, the, the shock value, there's some amazingly beautifully scary imagery in Baskin. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's off the chain. Oh, the makeup on that. We gave it an award for makeup on the Fright Meter. Totally. So, yeah. So, I think we did. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very happy. All right. So, Erin Kogan, we're going to move on quickly. <laughs> if you have anything else to say, please interrupt me, all right? Yep. Totally. Oh, God. Do you have any? Oh, before I leave, do you have any other movies you've mm. seen? I should ask that. I have, but they've all been like. Yeah, um, they're not like new, anything new. Um, oh, I like I watched. Spin them out. What? I watched uh, Southbound. Do you know that movie, Southbound? Southbound. No. I love yes. Southbound. Yeah. Southbound yeah. was really yeah. good. Anthology one, yes. right? I didn't yeah. even realize it was an anthology until like the third story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh it's well, here we go. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I liked I liked the monsters in Southbound. I thought Southbound was pretty it. good. I didn't I didn't it's love light. it, but I liked it. Um, I I think that some of the stories needed more time. You know, like I, I just felt like the the way they lumped all this. Like we should have known right away they were all anthology series. Why didn't they tell us? <laughs> like it made it so like it was jarring the way things were revealed. For me, like I didn't like how I don't know. I'm being nitpicky. I think I'm just yeah. There's there's things about it I just don't like, and I'm. Uh. I love how it wraps back around. You know, it's funny because like usually I hate the wraparound story, and I like the other ones, like in the VHS movies. I've never liked the wraparound story. I thought it's really stupid. Uh, Southbound yeah. was the exception. I like the wraparound story better than the actual anthology part. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, the wraparound, it just showed, I mean, this is their hell. And I thought well, that was just fantastic. Was, that, was, well, that was such well, a cool idea. Pretty, but obvious, but I like the rapey monster in that sequence. He's really cool. Like He's like, eh, skeleton, with a demon. Yeah, I liked him. It was, it was really crazy. weird. I wasn't sure what it was, but it was cool. That it's something out thing. of one of my scene. Fo- it looked like something out of my scene folio, you know, something that, you know, shouldn't exist. So, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so anything else? Because believe me, I'm going to bring up an old film myself soon. Um, so, all right. 
Eric Kogan. We're going to move on yes. now for sure, too. Um, yes. And you I've had seen, um, you, you went to a screening, too. No, no, that's coming up this Friday. I'm very excited. Oh, uh, this is... Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll report back to you on that, hopefully, that. It's one of those, you know, get your ticket, and then uh, if you're among the first there, then you get in. But fingers crossed. But, yeah, uh, I've seen Alien Covenant. Yeah. Saw the latest totally Pirates stupid. of the Caribbean. <laughs> and uh, you saw, saw Pirates. Woman. Fantastic. What was fantastic? Pirates or Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. I haven't seen easily, Wonder Woman yet. Easily, easily the as best DC. good as any DC universe set film. Maybe better. Maybe, maybe the best that they've done so far. I'm a huge well, fan. Well, once again, of, low bar. Yeah, it's true. Although the the Batman series uh, that started with Batman Begins. I really liked a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of that director anyway, even Interstellar, which I know <laughs> most I people love, well, Christopher like, Nolan. Oh, but, but, yeah. yeah. That's Christopher Nolan, though. He's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I like him as yeah. a storyteller anyway. So, uh, yeah, and, and I liked I, his but, Batmans a lot. Well, but they're not his really Batman, Batman movies. They're, they're, like the second film, is, is, it was The Departed for kids. That's kind of how I think of Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight. It really is. It's a crime drama. It's it's shot like a crime drama. It's not shot like a superhero film. And I think that's actually why it's so successful, because it feels raw and real, and Batman feels legit, and and Joker feels like a human. He doesn't feel like this caricature, even though I enjoy the caricature also, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, and we're going to talk about Batman and, um, I've decided on our animated August. We always, I always choose two things to talk about animated August and I've decided Mm -hmm. one's going to be, uh, Batman, the animated series, because, um, they're about to release the next R rated Batman movie and it's Batman versus Poison Ivy. Is there, or is it Batman versus Harley? I think it's Batman versus Harley. It's the Poison Ivy storyline. Not versus Batman and Harley. Oh, Batman and Harley. Okay, so that's coming yeah. up. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the Batman DC universe, the animated universe, which I actually prefer Excellent. the animated universe over the live action. And then we're also yeah. going to do Rick and Morty because, of course, Rick and Morty is coming out in July, season three. And I have now seen Rick and Morty. I have seen most of Rick and Morty, and it is probably my favorite show on television right now. Oh my god, it is yeah. so welcome. Welcome, oh, welcome to the club. Yeah. It is hysterical. Uh, I, for like, a long I, time, I Rick and Morty. Is, I, lo- oh, anyway, I was just going to say, for a long time, uh, Archer and Rick and Morty battled over which was my absolute favorite. But uh, this past season of <laughs> Archer Dreamland was, and the season finale was just effing weird, man. Oh, wait, I forgot. I'm on Sexy Witches. It was fucking weird, man. Did everyone <laughs> see Archer Dreamland? That's great. Yes, I just finished it. I just finished it. I guess uh, I what it. the fuck, um, man? It's okay. It was fine. Uh, There's some funny moments. I really like Pam as a guy, and the whole subplot with the with the the Chinese prostitutes. Okay, that was really funny. You have to admit that was really really funny. I really liked that, but there was no payoff for it. I really no, really did ends. enjoy it. But I, what like the no, fuck was a, the point? 
I don't know. It's kind of like they're missing episodes. Doesn't it feel that way? Like there is missing an episode. Yeah. That's the yeah. only way I can describe the end of the season. So, I, but we're going to, that's yeah. what we talked about Archer once before, even though we love Archer on this show, we'll always love Archer, even if it gives us less, you know, it's given us so much already that it has yes, a, a hiccup. I, uh, you know, it's like, you know, not every Simpsons season can be great, you know, or, or David has pumpkins, you know, there's a hundred floors, not all <laughs> of them can be winners, you know, it, you know, sometimes, you know, but Rick and Morty season three is, is vast, quickly approaching. I still haven't seen every single episode of Rick and Morty and I haven't sat down and binged it from beginning to end. I've kind of caught, caught them out of order. So I have no idea what's going but i know the main characters like bird person and good gloss and you know and and i can sing the gift swifty song now and little tiny rick (laughs) is like the funniest shit ever oh my god tiny rick tiny rick you know i'm dying in a bat in the garage (laughs) mr poopy butthole is still a favorite paul's constantly coding mr poopy butthole and mr sneezy uh, you know, yep. it's just it just keeps going and going, and so I, I yeah, so it's we'll talk about Richard Mary in August. So awesome. I'm happy. Yay! Woo. Did you want so to anyway. talk about upcoming cons or what? What else did you want? Yeah, to Yeah, we into? will. We will. We are. We're gonna hold it off for a couple more minutes though, okay? Because okay. we're gonna leave. We're gonna because I want to talk. I have to talk about yes, because we definitely are gonna talk convention. On this can, can I talk one really well, quick thing? One really really yeah. quick thing. Because this is a a feminist, pagan show dealing with everything genre, what have you, and fandoms, uh, centering on the feminist thing, I have to bring up that Wonder Woman, the uh, first female-directed film and female-lead film to break $200 million in its opening weekend, has now done bigger box office, Green Lantern did, in its entire global run. Uh, once again, that's a Which is kind of effing amazing. And, yeah. and um, uh, Alamo Drafthouse, as, as has been widely uh, publicized, has been doing some women-only screenings, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, we should also mention some ass-clown law professor from New York has decided to sue them. For doing this. Oh, really? Claiming it's discriminatory. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I God. I love all those Jazz Cow's reaction to when they started writing to them again, all this bullshit. Hey, you can't do that. It's like, what? We can't? Okay, we're going to add screenings. Yeah. Like, you guys are badasses, you know? <laughs> so they won't win that suit. It's not discriminatory. No, they won't. And, 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 you know, the thing is, like, people forget what Ladies' Night is for. You idiot. Idiots. I'm listening what? to the men out there that are pissed off about ladies' nights. The point of ladies' night is to have them take you to a movie or buy you a fucking drink at a bar so you can meet them, meet people, date women, date men, women and women dating, men and whatever you fuck you do. It's supposed <laughs> to be a way to meet people. Oh, anyway, sorry. I get really annoyed when people get mad about that kind of <laughs> ladies' nights or, or Western night or Game of Thrones night. Whatever you fuck, it's your private business. You can do what the fuck We're you just want. Doing our geek not thing. Assholes. They're not going to yeah, kick you out if you have a dick. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> right? It's not like that. <laughs> you know? I happen to know that Tim League is, is not transgender. He is 
a man and he's the one hosting these things. And even if he wasn't, it wouldn't matter, would it? No. Yeah. Fuck no. Go to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And as someone pointed I, out, well, it, you know, you're, we're doing these women-only screening because every other fucking day of the year is Men's Day. So calm the fuck down. And, you know, it's just fun. And, and I guarantee you that, like, my husband would have no problem walking into Women's Night and sitting next to me, and I would have no problem with him being there. So, you know, it's, you know, I, fuck. The only person I think that I would have an issue with walking in and, and sitting next to me would be the president. Like, even Ted Cruz I would take to the all-women's. Because he lives in Austin. So, you know, you know, he lives there. Come on, let's go to the movie. It's Alamo Draft House. It's the best theater on the planet. Let's enjoy oh, I don't know, man. Ted yeah. Cruz. Uh, <laughs> that might be a bridge too far. You know what they say? Well, you know what they say? Keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer, right? Yeah, so, but they also that, call him you know? the uh, the congressman from the Uncanny Valley for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, uh, if if there's ever turns out to be Night of the Creeps or Hidden, um, you know uh, he's the first to look at. You know yep. if you know what I'm saying. We're uh, <laughs> in the shadow world. You never know. I shouldn't say that. I don't know him. I'm sure he's a nice dude. Maybe I don't no, know. No, no, he's not. No, no, no he's not. <laughs> I can't <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> Alright, okay 50 years out Let's take this over here. 50 years Alright, change this up 50 years out And May 26th We had this anniversary Oh I can turn it in Maybe Hold on, it didn't work Let's try again There you go <laughs> Nice It's getting better all the time Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Land, and uh, uh, you know, my mother bought that album when she was my age or younger, well, actually way younger than my age. <laughs> uh, and I got her record, and I fell in love with it. And my daughters fall in love with it. That my daughter knows all the Beatles songs, and she's only eight. Amazing to me. Nice. You know. Um, <laughs> So that's an important milestone as well. So 50 years out, we had Sgt. Pepper's. 45 out, we have Ziggy Stardust. And, of course, 40 years out, we have Star Wars, right? Yeah. So what am I saying? Why am I counting down? What would be the next decade? 30 years out, what did we have? It's 9.30. We're changing the media conventions. So 30 years ago, what would have happened 30 years ago that would have been important and especially mine and Queenie's life, because we're the horror hosts here. That's a big hint. 30 years ago happened to be the best fucking year in horror ever. Is it ever. a bird? 
Was it Elvira? <laughs> was it Elvira related? <laughs> That's my answer. Uh, <laughs> Let me let me just list a few of these movies that came out in 1987. Evil Dead okay. 2. Uh, what else do we got? Lost Boys. Near Dark. Right. Uh, we can keep going. Necromantic came out in 1987. Sure uh, did. Let's see. Let's, Hellraiser came out in 1987. Yes. Monster Quad came out in 1987. Creepshow came out in 1987. And uh, I could keep going. Predator, The Gate, House 2, it keeps going. Yeah, RoboCop came out that year. Stage Fright came out that year. Street Trash, Blood Diner, Bad Taste, Prom Night 2, Mary Lou, Angel Heart came out that year. The Stepfather, a Chinese oh ghost story, came out that year. Uh, the Believers, Silent Night, Daily Night 2, Video Dead, <laughs> Howling 3, Hitting, Jaws Revenge. That's when it starts to get hard, ladies and gentlemen. The Salem's Lot sequels came out. Rock and Roll War- Nightmare, Blood Harvest, which is a big slick. Uh, and I just saw... Blood Rage last night, which is also called Slasher, which is like this really, really cheesy slasher about good and bad twins. It's hysterically bad and entertaining (laughs) as fuck. I actually think, Queenie, you might like this movie. It is so bad. It's awesome slasher. I think you might get a kick out of it. Okay, so all these movies and many, many more came out in Peter Jackson's Bad Taste. Exactly, bad taste. And even in mainstream films like Witches of Eastwick, you also had Summer School. And I always want to throw Summer School out there with there because there's this whole section about makeup and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Summer School. And uh, yeah, and so I I had that to list as well. So all these movies came out in 1987. And. That leads me to our first announcement of the night uh, where we're talking about Scares the Cares Media Convention. So Aaron Marie and I are going to be down there, and I am going to be on the podcasting track. And I'm not doing one. I'm not doing two. I am doing three, ladies and gentlemen. They have scheduled me for three panels at Scares the Cares, one on Friday and two on Saturday. So let me get into that, and let's all get ready for this, okay? The Friday panel I'm going to be on is at 10.30 to 11.30, and I'll be guest hosting on the Necrocasticon with my friend Tommy Clark. Their show is their – I highly recommend their show. They they do – they talk about horror and metal music, and so they kind of talk about cross-genres. They always do something where they do this day in metal, and they talk about releases and music and – you know, films, and they have, and it's actually a very entertaining show. I listen to it when I'm at work, and so I'm going to guest host, and our su- subjects for that night, and this is where Queenie's going to be really excited for me, it's going to be cyberpunk and industrial music. <laughs> So, yeah, 
love that song. <laughs> it was actually used in a science fiction film called Free Jack, starring Emilio Estevez and Anthony Hopkins in 1992, believe it or not. Oh, and also had Mick Jagger in it. Mick Jagger yeah. is in it, yes. Yes, Mick Jagger is yep. in it. It's I remember that movie. movie. I liked it. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So right now I'm I'm revisiting the films of of like the mid early '90s, early to mid '90s, the cyberpunk virtual reality era of films okay. like The Matrix, Thirteenth Floor, uh, Freejack, Time Cop, <laughs> Cool yeah. World. Cool. Even though Cool World is not science fiction, the the soundtrack is very much industrial. It's got the Thrill Kill called on it and Ministry and you know and Buzz Cox, I think. Yeah, you know, it's, it's got a lot David of Bowie did the so, title track. Yeah, so I, you know, I have to, uh, I have a lot of research to do. So that is, I have three separate topics I have to research. You're studying now, well. So, so that's the first one on Friday. Now, Saturday, 11 a.m. to noon, I have the first panel in the morning, which is always ha- that's what they did to us last year. So that means I can't drink that much on Friday. I'll have to be a good girl and keep the jello shots down to a minimum. At least get to bed by two in the morning. Uh, you know, so, uh, uh, but 10:30 in the morning. Oh no, I'm sorry. 11 a.m. in the morning to noon. I am doing a panel discussion on 30 years out, 1987, the best year in horror. And it's because if you look at the list of what we're just talking about, a lot of those films are the people that we go see: Doug Bradley and Hellraiser. You know, all you know, uh, you know, the Lost Boys people, Robert England. You know, Catherine Bigelow, Bill Paxton just passed, right? Uh, John Carpenter's last good film was that year, Prince of Darkness. You know, uh, the mainstream films were very much science fiction and horror. You had Robocop with its extreme violence and Predator as well. And both our films are very much steeped in gore as well as science fiction. So, you know, they, they fit in this group. Evil Dead 2, Dolls. Are, are and and uh, and Dream Warriors are on my top are in my top five favorite horror films of all time. The the top is rounded out with Dead Alive and Zombie, uh, Lucio Fulci's movie. Uh, <laughs> those are the two. That are up. So I I love this era of movie, and I am not on the panel, ladies and gentlemen. Get this. Hold on to your butts. You ready? Hmm. I get to moderate my first panel at a horror convention. Nice. I'm, I'm in charge. I moderate. I have to come up with questions. So I have a lot of work. So I watched my first one, like I said, Blood Rage. And so I'm looking up some films. I have a few films that I have holes in, and one of them is Necromantic. I've never actually seen Necromantic. And so i got to fix that before the, before the um, show. Um, we're also going to talk literature, too. So it's not going to just be movies on the 1987 pound. We're going to talk about literature because there was some really big film uh, books that year. Uh, Clive Barker produced Weave World, uh, which, believe it or not, I actually have never read. And so I'm about to read that right now. Um, it's oh. the only Clive Barker I haven't. I, okay. I looked at it. It's the only one. I've read all hmm. the others. Grain Secret Show, Magica, all his shorts. And, you know, I, and I own Hellbound, Hellbound Heart. So i got to fill this in. 
Uh, Misery, which of course everyone's read, that came out in 87. Uh, Flesh Ghoul and Tommyknockers also was a 1987 book. Uh, so there, there's a lot. And, and uh, Scares It Cares, as Erin Marino can tell you, if she's back on, I hope she is. Yeah, she is. Um, uh, there's a really good author's track at Scares It Cares. Matter of fact, uh, jo, uh, John Lan- Joe Lansdale is going to be there again. Uh, you know, lots of young, upcoming uh, horror authors. Patrick Macy, who I've met there, and he's got some good books. Uh, so, it, it, so there's going to be a lot of really big hitters on this panel with me. Um, it'll be uh, Drew Badger from The Big Scary Show, uh, Michael Darwin from Dark Discussions, Dave Thomas from The Horror Show with Brian King. I'm so excited to meet him. Uh, Richie Yates and Ian uh, Martineau from, we, uh, Martineau from uh, we, we Belong Dead. So it's an all-star panel. Uh, you know, or no, is that, I'm sorry. That's actually I, – I, I screwed up, guys. <laughs> Let's start that over. That was the wrong mm. panel I read. The one that I, this one, once again, Mark, Michael Darwin is on it, Dark Discussions. But um, Frank Edler Bizong, and, uh, which is this really weird show, by the way. Jay Wilbur, uh, Wilburn Matters of Faith, and Amber Fallon, It Cooks. Now, It Cooks is an interesting show. I, I actually like It Cooks. It Cooks is a cooking show that pairs a horror movie with a meal. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so, you know, I'm okay that this. one. I like food now, and I like horror. Now, <laughs> I read the wrong panel, but it was the correct panel for 3.30 to 4.30 on Saturday, and we're doing uh, So You Want to Be a Podcast. And that's a panel discussion with my moderator, Michael Darwin. He's moderating that one. And that's the one with uh, Drew Bradger and Dave Thomas and, and Richard Yates and Ian Martin. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, so we're doing a basic, so you want to be a podcasting panel. That's, oh, we, I did the one at uh, Days of the Dead. And that one actually is always good because the turnout's really good. It's a lot of fun because we get to not, like, we're not showing off our wares. We're just talking about how it works and how we all have sound problems. So, you know. And money. We are all broke. That's the other thing we talk about. Basically what every convention talks about. How do you stretch a dollar? So yeah, that's what we do. Uh, so those are those three podcasts. So once again, Friday, 1030 p.m. And then I'm on 11 to noon, 1987, and 330 to 430, I'm so one podcast. And I believe I'm on one other panel, and it's not on this list yet. I'm on a panel on the main stage as well, and I am a guest on that panel, and that's the vampire panel. Last year we did Frankenstein, the history of Frankenstein. This year it's going to be Fran- history of vampirism. Uh, so I- I've got a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. Luckily, the good thing about vampires is that Lost Boys and Near Dark both came out in 1977, so there's a lot of overlap there. Uh, so it helps a lot. So anyway, um, but that's why uh, those are my big announcements for media conventions. Is that I'm going to be really busy at Scares the Cares. Erin Marie, what are you doing at Scares the Cares? Probably monitoring the kids because they've been coming up with costumes like crazy this week. (sighs) They're coming up with costumes for the costume contest as well as costumes they want to dress up to scare drunk people with late at night. So there's and it's ridiculous. Now you're coming to visit me in a few days, right? Right. Saturday. Okay. Saturday. So I'm going to need a little bit of help. Um, getting costumes ready because I've got to get my awesome con costumes almost finished. I just got to put, I got to assemble it, but I have all the pieces now. 
except for the glue gun and the ribbon. Once I get that, I have everything. But Lily wants to be a penagolin for Scares That Cares. And uh, so that's basically, you know, a kind of a tall order, but not out of the realm of possibility, if you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's basically a penaglin is a headless woman, and she could hold her own head in her hands. Uh, you know, so the, the difference Madison would have fun researching that one. Yeah, the difference between a penaglin and just a headless person is a penaglin's type of vampire, and it has entrails that come out its neck. When it releases, it, it's a, no, by day right. they're a normal, they're a normal yeah, person, really- but but by, by night the head detaches and so do the entrails and it flies through the air and then it goes to a pregnant woman and sucks its baby dead baby it sucks the baby out um, and then it flies home and uh, there's a the mystics in Bali. Highly recommend that movie. It's the only movie where that monster is the main monster. Um, there's yep. only a couple ways to kill them. But my daughter, unfortunately, is very impressionable and pays attention to my research and really got fascinated by penagolins, and now she wants to be one for <laughs> Scares of Cares. <laughs> I, I don't Good know how to do Madison exactly. has been watching makeup tutorials and all kinds of costuming <laughs> stuff, so she, yeah, she's had fun I with mean, that one. There are headless girl costumes, and you would want a white one. You know, you could do like like the Samara look, but with no head. If you know what I'm saying, with the kid. Um, you know, but we can talk about. You can help me try to figure. We can talk. We can all put our heads together when you're up here, and we'll try to figure out. We can figure out how to get Lily's costume together. Cause, um, but you know, and then I gotta finish up my my Kinga Forrester costume, which I'm going to try to get ready for Awesome Con and then have it ready for Scares That Cared, because I think I'm going to wear that on my panel day if it looks good enough. So <laughs> I'll wear my Kinga Forrester. Um, <coughs> mad scientists are fun, so I like doing that. Um, <clears throat> um, speaking of, of uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I also wanted to mention that Wizard World was last weekend in Philadelphia, which I kind of – I went – and had a date with my husband up in Philly. We didn't actually go to Wizard World, but we went to one of its associated events, you know, because like, like Comic-Con Aaron in San Diego, mm-hmm. Wizard World has side events, right, all over the city. And right. some of them are a la carte, right? You can get tickets to them. So um, this was, and this was amazing, okay. It was a, at the Underground Arts, which is not a theater venue. It's a, it's a concert venue, which is kind of weird to see a film in. It was not the best viewing, but it still was awesome. Um, it was a screening of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors with the host, with the two leads of Monster Squad, which also came out in 1987, by the way. Right. Monster Squad. The two leads were signing signatures at Wizard World. They hosted the event, right? I mentioned this on the last show, and it, it hosted it, and Chuck Russell, the director, and Heather Langenkamp, were, did a live commentary during the movie. And this was the first convention appearance for director Chuck Russell, who I've worshipped really? most of my life. So, yeah, so I, I was ah. just, to, like, just to bask in that man's glow was good enough. You know what I'm saying? So that was Why hasn't awesome. he done conventions before, or do you know? I don't know. 
I don't huh. know. They they didn't he didn't say why he didn't do uh, you know, it was mentioned by one of the hosts but it never really came up, you know. He actually hadn't watched his own movie in like twenty five years. Like and so he was like totally into it. He goes, Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that It was so cute when he did that. He really loved uh, uh Patricia Arquette's performance in that movie. He kept raving about her and That's cool. you know, and and, and and Heather Langenkamp has a hard time watching the movie. She can't watch her own performance. And, and she's very mm. stiff in the film, and she knows that, and she's just like, mm. ah, you know, and John Saxon, you know, and, and you know what, the movie holds up, it really is one of my favorite films, because you could, first of all, Robert England, you, who just, by the way, yesterday turned 70, Robert England turned 70 yesterday, can you believe that, wow. um, you, you get right up in his face, and he has the full-on makeup, yet he's yeah, the makeup is amazing because you can get that close to it. But he can also emote through it, and he can wink at you, and he can smile at you, and that's really, really hard. Cleaning those makeup, even regular beauty makeup, can sometimes make your face feel tight. And he's wearing full-on oh, big prosthetic burns. You know, oh man. Uh. <laughs> Why doesn't K and B ever win Oscars? You know, they've been doing great shit all their lives. Greg, I don't think Greg Nitero or, or any of those guys have gotten an Oscar yet, have they? Nope, not yet. Not Nick no. Nitero. No. None of the Although K&B they boys. they Emmys up to Wazoo, which they should. Well, the K&B boys deserve everything that they earn. You know, either, you know that's the thing. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street and Evil Dead 2 launched two of the most important special effects companies in the world. It wasn't just about the movies themselves being good. A lot of people got their careers that, like, influenced the rest of what we do. That's why I said if it wasn't for this year, I don't think I would even be on the show right now. All these mm. movies influenced – how, uh, Clive Barker and it was a huge influence on my life in the twenty in my twenties. Queenie, I know you can you as well. Like probably connected to no. that shit like a duck took to water, <laughs> right? Oh, I did. Oh, I did. Oh. <laughs> you know, Doug Bradley. You wanted to see Doug Bradley. You met Doug Bradley this year, right? Yep. Yep. That was fantastic. Mm. <laughs> yep. So you know. He was at Days of the Dead when we were there, uh, you know. So, you know, so we we go, we, we buy and Monster Mania. autographs. And Monster Mania. We buy him stuff. We, you know, we go there to we see these people. And, you know, and a lot of people, there's a big backlash with the Lost Boys. But honestly, I'm always going to, like, bat for the Lost Boys. Because there's a lot of people got their start from that film, too. My friend's house was in that movie, and it's the coolest house ever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, and it shows Santa Cruz in such a great, honest light. Like, it is what it looks like. That's exactly what Santa Cruz looked like in that time period. People don't, except for the costumes, that doesn't count. I'm talking about the actual town, not the, the people with the sacks. That, that scene doesn't count. <laughs> the sax man. <laughs> The sexy sax man, he also makes convention appearances on a regular basis, actually. Yes, he does. Woodwinds. Yeah, yeah. so so I'm really excited about doing all this. Um, Aaron, you, um, Kogan, on the West Coast, you had something you wanted to mention. I I think I've stalled enough because our our guest will be calling in 10 minutes. So (laughs) what do you got for me? 
Oh, well, if if you want to do the convention thing, um, there's yeah. three coming up uh, that people on the West Coast should keep an eye out for. Uh, there's the D23 Disney Convention, Disney Expo, they call it. Uh, it'll be running Friday, July 14th, Saturday the 15th, Sunday the 16th. And Disney has pulled a lot of stuff out of Comic-Con to put into their own thing. Uh, but they still keep a foot in Comic-Con, thank goodness, because as everyone knows, Disney bought Marvel. And Marvel is a huge part of Comic-Con. But uh, there's lots of uh, Marvel experiences, whatever that's going to be. Uh, marvelous, I'm sorry, experiences going to be at the D23 Expo. The things that I'm looking forward to, uh, John Lasseter, who's the chief creative officer of Pixar and Walt Disney Imagination Studios, is uh, doing a, a preview of upcoming films. Uh, I'm not so much looking forward to Cars 3 because I hated the previous two. But um, Coco looks like it could be kind of fun. Um, Coco is the Day of the Dead-themed film. Uh, so I've got hopes for that. Uh, we've got Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Again, I wasn't that huge a fan of Wreck-It Ralph, so we'll see about I that. Loved, I loved Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Did no. I love Wreck-It Ralph. No, I, went, I, I It had me from frame one, and I giggled all through it. Oh, my God. I it was fun, yeah, and it was yeah. fun, but the overall message, I thought, kind of subverted uh, the Iron Giant, where the Iron Giant was completely, you know, you can be anything you want. I'm Superman. Uh, Ralph was, just be who you are. You're a villain. And uh, I've got some big problems with that message. I, I, but it I, is a good, know, it, it's a clever film. It's very well done. I really loved Alan Tudyk's voice work in that movie. He's doing, oh, yeah. like, his perf- a perfect Edwin impersonation, and I really, really, really love it. So I, 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 of... I, I love the movie. The plotting is, is almost irrelevant. It's really all the, the cool <laughs> shout-outs to all the movie, all the video games. And, and, yeah, and, you but, know, you know, I, with I, Pixar, I just... you expect more. With Pixar well, that and the Pixar influence Pixar films. That was a Disney film. That was yeah, Disney no, you're videos. right. You're right, but that was uh, they used a lot of Pixar people on it, and it just oh. it could have been more. I thought, but we'll see. I'm keeping my but mind open. By for the, the way, sequel. I I, I got to mention this. I did see Pirates of the Caribbean five. Also, what did you think? So I um I enjoyed it when I saw it. I thought Jack Sparrow's introduction was fantastic, and it was like uh, yeah. But honestly, the 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 the, the script is so stupid but it's no yep. more stupid than king arthur or 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 prometheus <laughs> all those scripts have the same problem dumb as rock characters and bad continuity all of them boy ain't that the you truth know, and, and, and i don't know why this is a trend this summer so far like like people can't write a continuity to save their asses continuity is more important sometimes than the editing because if your continuity is bad the editing gets worse so, you know, so, I, I, I thought know. everyone did a pretty good job in the film. Javier Bardem, 
the young Jack Sparrow was really good in his little tiny bit oh there. Oh my god! And he's uh, in Johnny Gruesome. Like he's going to. Yes, you know, he is. Me, he's going to star in Johnny Gruesome, and I'm really excited because I'm going to post. I want to post the interview I did with Greg very soon. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thanks, thanks. Uh, well, I was just going to say, um, the special effects were amazing in it, um, and big, beautiful sets. But yeah, and and the thing that really, I, I, for years, the criticism has been Johnny Depp has been phoning in his performance in these. I didn't really feel that with the past films. I kind of did with this one, so I wasn't that excited with that. The latest pirate film. It was. Film. It was- it was entertaining for what it was. My daughter loved it. I could rip this whole movie a, a, whole, a huge, huge hole. Uh, you know, I, I, there's so many things wrong with the script. Like, okay, one of them that bothered me the most was they go around trying to hang, spoiler alert, they go around trying to hang a witch, but she's actually an astronomer and a navigator. But they're trying right. to hang her as a witch for heresy. Yet, when they're in a, when they're in a jam, what do the British do? They go to a real witch and ask for yep. help. What the fuck? Don't get <laughs> me started. Sailors, they know the difference between, you know, even even Barbosa knows how to read a navigatory chart and a star chart. That's these accounts. Yeah. It becomes a major plot point in the story, actually. The 18th but, you know, century. Oh, no my God. In the 18th century, the, nobody the even the hung... I think there might have been one witch hung in the 18th century, one, and it was not in Caribbean, as far as I know. I think it was yeah. the mainland in Virginia or something. But that's it. People don't they, witchery was not <laughs> something people were tried for in the 1800s, not in the late 1800s. No, no, no. Uh, so anyway, but but that being said, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, so uh, as a yeah. pot boiler, as an action film. As something that was gorgeous, the ghost ship is gorgeous. Ghost ship yes. is gorgeous. Yes. was fun. sexy. And it's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's just but it could have been more, is stupid. my thing. But um, getting it's back to D23. It's not even deliberately being dumb. It's just stupid. No. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just, yeah, accidentally dumb. Um, so getting back to D23, uh, you'll have a chance to see <laughs> uh, the voice talent behind all the princesses. Uh, all, all the current modern princesses up on stage. Uh, the voice of Ariel and Mulan and Tiana and Moana are all going to be on stage. So that's kind oh, of fun. Wow. Uh, there's a new uh, Frozen short film called Olaf's Frozen Adventure, and it's got new songs. So God help me, I'm in on that one too. And uh, Bambi <laughs> is having its 75th anniversary. Um Please. I don't know if you've ever heard this story or not, but uh, your husband's dad was almost named Bambi because my dad thought his name should be Bambi. Didn't happen, but just so you know, uh, your husband could have been Bambi Jr., for all I know. Oh, but, uh, that would have been... so, 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 so you could be Bambi's bubby if you're my husband's grandma. Uh, would that make me flower? I have no idea. I, I, could be, I don't know. Yeah, could, anyway, the voice cast and uh, some of the people who made the film are going to be there, so that's definitely a panel that I'm going to have to watch. And then uh, there's some really nice swag. Uh, Shag, who uh, might not be known to y'all out on the East Coast. He, he might be just known as a West Coast artist, but he's known for having this 
tiki kind of theme to his work, and he's got an exclusive Pirates of the Caribbean shirt that I need, and there's a limited edition uh, 150 Star Wars pin set that I need. And then, of course, uh, later in July, we have the granddaddy of all pop culture conventions, the San Diego International Comic Con. As far as I'm concerned, the only con that should be called Comic Con. Everyone else is just really imitating. And uh, we're getting more and more as we get closer to uh, the actual dates of the convention. As they do every year, we get more and more of the exclusive merchandise. Uh, We haven't yet gotten the actual panels that are going to be there, but there's lots of speculation uh, on who's going to be there and what they're going to be talking about. Uh, Some of the exclusive merchandise that uh, has been released as far as pictures and information uh, this week, uh, there's going to be an Optimus Prime from the new Transformers film, uh, Last Nights, I think it's called. But uh, their Optimus Prime, uh, which, you know, is a, a truck and the robot, comes with an actual piece of film-used Optimus Prime tire. So that's kind of geeky cool if you're a Transformers diehard fan. Uh, uh. It sounds yeah, awesome, I, but I'm no. A, I'm I mean, certainly not a fan of the Michael Bay stuff, but I'm kind of a fan of the animated, and uh, well, a lot of my I, friends are And the toys are, are too, still so. cool. I mean, the toys are oh, awesome. Oh, the toys are so I have awesome. no issues with a toy, you know, so. <laughs> ah. Well, okay, we're going to take for, a quick. Uh, oh, okay, you got one minute because i got to go tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, but. just really quickly, the other convention that everyone should be aware of out on the West Coast is Mid- Midsummer Night Scream. And that's coming up in July as well and looks to be all kinds of pitch and cool. Uh, July 29th and 30th at the Long Beach Convention Center, Midsummer Scream Halloween Festival. That sounds cool. We'll have to put that on the calendar when we get to it. Um, That sounds so fabulous. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and then shift gears. We are going to go and talk about two things this next half hour. Edgar Wright and Awesome Con. Two things that go together like uh, Oreo cookies and bologna sandwiches. We'll be back in about a minute. Welcome back. This is our two of the sexy witches. If you want to call in and ask our guest or ourselves any questions, we are a live call-in show. It is 646-716-9172. Once again, that is 646-716-9172. The sexy witches are looking forward to your call. 
And please, on the line right now, we have a very, very special guest, and I'm very honored to have him on. It really makes me excited. A year ago, I was talking about Awesome Con. Two years ago on the show, I was talking about Awesome Con. Here's my third year at Awesome Con. And today, I have on our show, I want to welcome the CEO, the co-founder, the creator of AwesomeCon, what made our geeky cool place to go to this in a couple weeks. Please welcome to the show, Ben Penrod. How you doing? Welcome to the Sexy Witches. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Oh, I am so happy you're on. And uh, how has uh, life been treating you in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, I live in Florida. It's uh going okay. Things are very stressful right now, but but uh it's going good. Can't complain too much. Uh, well, but you you're stressful in that like, oh my gosh, it's almost happening good kind of way, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's good, yeah. I don't think it's healthy, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was healthy. I just said it was good. Yeah, the so, show's I mean, um, the show's going to happen, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, I had um, a, a associate of yours on the air a year ago talk about Oscon. You may know him. His name is Steve Anderson. Um, he yeah, owns, absolutely. Uh, Third, Eye, Third Eye Comics here in Annapolis. And he told me a story. And I won't go into details, but it basically he said you came up to him after like a few times meeting and go, I have this idea. And you came up with the idea of the Annapolis Comic Con, which basically evolved. And now we still have it, but now we have Awesome Con. So tell me your side of that story, if I may, sir. Uh, so I don't remember the first time we talked about it. I know we had talked about putting on a con in Annapolis for a little while. And, um, and, and we had been going back and forth and back and forth. And then uh, somebody said – somebody told me that they were thinking of putting on a con in Annapolis. And I realized that, that if we didn't do it before them, then we wouldn't get the chance to do it. So I finally, after talking to Steve about it for probably years without ever doing it, we did it. And we, you know, we finally stopped procrastinating and just did it. And uh, that was, you know, that was the first awesome con in 2011 or the first Annapolis comic con in 2011. And that was, uh, you know, we had, I think, 500 people show up to this tiny elk lodge. I don't know. Um, you know, I, it, it was a huge success with 500 people. But the, the space was so small that, you know, we were, people were bursting out of it, basically. So that was the that, – that's kind of how the first – or the first Annapolis Comic Con went. And then um, I realized at that point that I, I really liked running events and I really liked running the con. And I thought that uh, – you know, if we if we grew it intelligently, we could probably uh, we could probably put something in DC before too long, and then we did. And we are in year number five, which is kind of yeah. exciting. Oh my gosh. Think about it; it's been five years. I know that you actually lead off the show, or what? You actually are in one of the lead off panels for the show on Friday. Uh, five years of awesomeness. Is the name of the yeah. panel. So, you, you, you'd like to talk about that a little bit? What are you doing for that thing? So, um, it's top secret, mostly because I haven't planned it yet. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's going to be really cool. I've got, I, I do have a little bit of stuff planned. I, I think it's, uh, and, you know, in the past few, so with the, 
going back to 2014, we had, uh, we had run a Kickstarter campaign for our second year. Um, and, and so for the past three awesome cons, I had been doing uh, a, a panel just for our Kickstarter backers. And I think over the, you know, so over time, less and less of, of the Kickstarter backers were, were showing up to this panel, which it was still really cool and really fun. And I thought, you know, for five years, we might as well just invite everybody and, um, and just kind of celebrate, you know, having, you know, having done this thing for five years, which is a, you know, a tremendous, tremendous milestone. So we, uh, so we're going to, you know, just, well, uh, you know, I'll probably do a lot of talking and I'll answer some questions, which uh, is always fun. And um, I'm going to try to, uh, to get some people to be on a panel with me, although I'm not sure how, how, possible that actually is we may have some cool stuff to give away we may you know it's going to be fun i'm, I'm, I'm going to try to i'm going to try to make it a uh, super fun i i actually have it marked as one of my first things i go to because I, I i'm a panel nerd and and aaron marie can vouch my butt is in panels for most of the conventions because that's what i like to do i love to hear creative processes i like to learn about how people are doing things or viewpoints and, you know, for me, it's the, actually a bigger draw than the actual signature lines. I, I really like listening to people talk about their craft, especially when you have people like Phil Lamar, who is like someone oh, yeah. I can listen to talk like for days and days and days and, and is so personable and, and funny. And, and, you know, and I'm so glad you welcomed him back this year to Awesome Con. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, and, to every uh, Awesome Con. Yeah, he he's just great, and he goes on other people's podcasts, and it makes me so hopeful. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's been on Carolyn Joe show, uh, who's a, a regular at the Awesome Con as well, and a couple other people I know he's been on. I'm a huge, I'm a, I, you don't know about me, Penn, but I am a huge voice actor nerd. I love voice actors. Like, when you had Jess Harnell, that was like meeting God for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so I, I, I wish the rock star. He is the rock star. Like Jess Harnell yeah, is so the I'm coolest the voice actor. Oh, go ahead. What, who do you geek out about? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so I mostly geek out about like pro wrestlers. Like that's my, you know, I'm, I'm really, oh. uh, around like, like celebrities, like TV movie stars. Um, you know, I'm pretty cool. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe if I met Bill Murray or something, I'd freak out. But I'm pretty cool. I've met, <laughs> you know, some some pretty famous people, and I've and we've had some very very famous people at Awesome Con. So I'm pretty cool around them. But but I'm a huge WWE fan, and so if I, you know, we're we're uh, we've got uh, we've got Shinsuke Nakamura and Charlotte coming to uh, coming this year to Awesome Con, and that's like the biggest thing. Like I, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't know if you're familiar at all with wrestling, but Shinsuke Nakamura is basically he's basically like like the he's like a rock star among wrestlers. So he's he's the he's a really really huge deal, and he's kind of like a cult hero. And um, is, you know probably in the next year or two will be just as mainstream as like John Cena, but but he's among you know the the really big wrestling fans is. is guy so I'm pretty excited about that uh, wrestlers are often overlap with the horror conventions uh, I, I was working at well I went to attended Days of the Dead and I did a couple panels there uh, Ric Flair had the second longest line 
uh, at the, at, for photo op and for signatures. The only other line that was longer was the Stranger Things kids. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, so wrestlers, yeah, I know, are a big draw. And I did see, like, Nakamura was on the schedule. I was like, wow, he's going to be a pretty big draw. Yeah, we, so that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and you Charlotte always Blair. have Charlotte, well, uh, who, I, I don't know Charlotte much Blair, about. Who's, uh, Rick, that's Ric Flair's daughter, actually. So that's that's why that's that's why that's actually pretty cool. That is cool. I don't know much about modern wrestling as much. Most of my wrestling, it goes back to like I think like second Undertaker years. You know, back to the nineties. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, and of course the Hulk Hogan era and Roddy Piper. Yeah, that's my favorite. People. That's my favorite stuff is from the nineties. So. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know as much as I, I should probably. Um, so, uh, uh, so now you're in, uh, do you, how hands on are, are you on the, on the con nowadays? Um, so I'm, I, I kind of, uh, I oversee the whole thing. So, uh, you know, I work, I work about right now I'm working like 16 hours a day on the show. So pretty hands on. So thank you again for calling in because I know your time is precious. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty nuts. I'm I'm pretty much I wake up, I go to work, and then uh, at some point, hopefully, I'll sleep, and um, <laughs> and that's and that's kind of how it goes for the you know for the next week and a half or so, uh, and then I'll I'll get to sleep after. Fine. <laughs> so this was it. My, my friends when they hit this time period because all of my friends do various stuff especially back October we're always like sleep is optional that's what that becomes our mantra yeah. after a while sleep is optional uh, you know we'll get to it uh, so so uh, now is there any panels other than the celebrities like all the smaller ones who have an excellent cosplay track I always enjoy it I've had the the burlesque girls uh at Sherry Sweet Bottom and and Moxie on the show Moxie LaVoche on the show uh last year and they were at the burlesque cosplay uh nerdlesque uh panel last year at Awesome Con that was a great great people to meet and I, it opened me up to this whole like DC burlesque thing that was just fantastically cool. <laughs> so, uh, uh, is there anything like that you look forward to seeing uh, in particular? So, I do you ever have time? Uh, so, I don't really have time to watch a whole lot of panels. It, it, it depends on the timing, really. But I, what I'll do is probably uh, in a few days I'll look through the whole schedule. I mean, I've I've been through the schedule, but I didn't make any notes. But I'll look through the schedule, and if there's anything I really want to see, I'll set, like, an alert for it so that I can remember to try and get to it. The, the That's the only way you can do like your do. show. I, can, I yeah, cannot so I, do my show if it wasn't for my smartphone. you you got too much cool oh, yeah. stuff happening at once. I have to plan this show out. I, 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 yeah, I'm I, always very methodical. Yeah, and I suggest that everybody does that, honestly. I think, I think for a show the size of Awesome Con, you really have to come with a plan, and that's what, we, that's what we tell everybody to come with a plan. But I have to come with a plan, but I'm not always able to make it to anything. I know last year, you know, we, I had some plans of things I wanted to do on Sunday, and then Sunday got kind of crazy, and I did nothing on Sunday except follow Peter Capaldi around. So that was I, I, not I, fun. I, I don't want to get it. It sounds a lot more the, fun than it, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to get into the Peter Cabaldi thing because I know why, exactly why you were following him around on that Sunday. Yeah, it was not. It was. Uh, but it, I, that sounds like a I, really fun thing to do, but I believe me, it was not a fun thing to do. No, <laughs> uh, but but I would say that lessons were learned, 
and it probably would not even be like that with David Tennant at all. No. Um, so, yeah, and the thing is, <laughs> the cool thing is with, you know, with David Tennant, he's uh, there. So with Peter Capaldi, there was a little bit of unknown where uh, he had never really done a convention before. So, so it was new to everybody. And, and that, that had a little bit to do with it, but also we just hadn't, we hadn't scheduled uh, smartly enough around uh, around Peter Capaldi. You know, we made a mistake in the way we scheduled it. So this year, uh, every everything in the schedule starts with Stanley and David Tennant, and then it kind of goes out from there. So that's that's from the photo ops to the Q and A's. That's why David yeah. Tennant's schedule is. That's why he's scheduled at ten thirty in the morning, which I've gotten a few complaints about. But oh yeah, no, I. I understand why you did it, sweet Ben. I totally get it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I even with the, you know, I have a VIP ticket, so I can get in early, which is not an issue. But that means I have to get up really early, and I have to bust everybody else that's coming because that. There's, and it turns out that there's an army of people that decided to follow me to Awesome Con this year. So I'm bringing people. Uh, we, I'm bringing an army this year. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have a photographer. Aaron Marie is coming. My friend is John is coming on Sunday. Uh, my daughter's coming on Sunday. Uh, my husband's probably coming on Sunday. Uh, you know, so uh, so we're gonna be there for David Tennant and for Stanley because everyone's really that's what everyone wants to come see is those two guys. And it's going to be exciting. You know, I find yeah. Stanley to be an inspiration because, you know, he he was my age when he started becoming famous. He he didn't create – he was a middle-aged – he was, a, you know, what a Gen Xer would be now is when he invented his age, he was invented Spider-Man, you know, and he has yeah. this amazing career. So it just shows it doesn't matter age. You can come into this at any time. It's just timing and a little bit of luck and a lot of talent. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he's a good you idea. know, he's such. It's a great. You know, he's got such a great story, and he's he's a great storyteller too. So it. I mean, not not just in the sense of you know he's a great writer, but he he you know if you listen to him speak, he's a great storyteller, and so it um, it's it's pretty awesome. And I think, you know, I uh, not only did he hit his stride in kind of middle age, but he he didn't become truly rich and famous until he was you know well past 80 <laughs> so uh, it, so that's, that's you know, kind of amazing and, right yeah no he's like i said he's a total inspiration but a lot of the people i'm looking forward to seeing are inspirations in their way because i am geeking out on for some of your celebrities this year um jason david frank who i've had a crush on since he was 22 and i was 22 <laughs> you know uh, he's the Green Ranger. I'm actually currently for my daughter getting all the Rangers um, signatures, Living Rangers. I have, I don't have his, and I don't have the Pink Ranger, but they're the last two. I have everybody else, thanks to Awesome Con. And I met Rocky the Red Ranger at Days of the Dead this year. But Awesome Con, yeah. like, I, you know, I went to the, the, the uh, Power Rangers panel, which was actually a lot of fun um, at the Awesome Con at two Awesome Cons ago. So I'm really looking forward ago, yeah. to meeting yeah, I'm really looking forward to Jason Day and Frank. I'm really, really excited. And even the most excited, though, for me, and this is because I'm a huge Mystery Science Theater 3000 nerd also. Yeah. Uh, today. And, matter of fact, this is how excited I am. I'm doing my second ever cosplay. I'm going to go as Felice, I'm going to go as King of Forrester on either Saturday or Sunday. I haven't decided which yet. So um, you'll see me dressed up. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I have all the pieces. 
I just got to put it together. Um, and I have these great boots that they, uh, hold it. So I even might even pay for the photo op. I haven't decided that yet either. I know she has two, so I might be able to fit the Sunday one in, uh, even though it's very close to Elizabeth Disku, who I love listening to talk. She's one of my favorite actresses to go to panels because she's really good at it. <laughs> you know, she she's a she's a panel meister. Uh, you know, I guess because being in Kevin Smith movies, anyway, it's Kevin Smith movie or even influenced like Kevin Smith, like I am, just talks and talks and talks. We never shut up. Uh, we know how to talk, <laughs> and, and I mean that yeah. in a good way. And so I love Elizabeth Dushku, and so I really want to see her too. Um, so anyway, and Aaron, yes. do you ha- have any questions for – or no, Aaron Marie, sorry – uh, do you have any questions mm-hmm. for our illustrious guest, or are you? Who are you most excited to see while you're there? Besides friends, David Tennant, David Tennant, and Felicia Day. Yeah, Def- definitely Tennant, Tennant, and Felicia Day. I'm looking. But forward of course, to I'm, I'm, also like, I'm also like a really huge Doctor Horrible fan, so <laughs> Felicia Day is like the one for me right there. So. Uh, Ben, let me ask you this, if I can, sir. Uh, after, let's say, okay, awesome cause huge success, day over, next day, I know you have your wrap-up meeting. When do you start planning for 2018? Is it that meeting then, or is it like oh, uh, two days from now? When do you start planning for the next year? We started planning a few months ago. So we kind of run on like a, like a 15-month, like, like big cycle for the show. And then we get kind of serious about about uh, eight to ten months out, but but they're, the planning's already started. So. Uh, who's the one guest oh, no. that you haven't got yet that you are, would love to have? Oh my gosh, um, I think you know there's a few there are a few impossible guests, uh, you know, like like Harrison Ford or or Bill Murray, who would be like the biggest the biggest possible thing, but but you know that's almost impossible, but. Uh, we'll keep trying. <laughs> that would be kind of amazing. Uh, but I, uh, but you, but it's not just about the big guys too. It's also about the small ones. They always have uh, a lot of. You have the artist alley, which is all local, local artisans come around and sell their wares, and uh, you have the the local comic books alley as well. And you have some like p- local celebrities like uh, Count Gordeval. He always he's always got a booth, and he well, always sometimes the panel. Oh, and I work with him. He's going to be on my vampire panel at Scares the Cares in Williamsburg, Virginia. We're doing the history of vampires, oh, and he's on it. So, so that's really cool. And Gore's been on my show before too. Uh, so we 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 root Gore on because you know he's, I'm a huge fan of horror hosting. So uh, you know we all are. I mean, I I call myself the head hauntress and the queenie, and the West Coast calls herself Queenie Todd. So uh, you know, we, we we're, we're horror geek stream. Uh, I met Eduardo Sanchez at AwesomeCon, actually, for the first time uh, two years ago. And that was really cool because he's the director of Blair Witch. And so, you know, kind of an important guy to Maryland horror. Uh, so I was really geeked out by that, too. Uh, so uh, when it comes to the actual floor show itself, let me go back to the artists. Because I want to go and focus on them for a few more minutes because we talk about the celebrities in the panels. But What's the artist that you like to browse through? What's the one, like, let's just say you're really busy and you're plugging through the floor, because that always happens at one of these things where you have to walk the whole floor for a minute. What's the one that usually catches your eye and you stop and have to look through the, the, the booth for a few minutes? What's, what, kind of, so, what kind of booths attract your attention? 
Well, I think it's always something different. I think, um, I don't know. It's like, it'll be something that I haven't seen before and something that I don't expect, especially for like an artist perspective, you know, like I, I will stop and say hi to like everybody I know in the artist alley or in the exhibit in the exhibit hall. But, but I'll always see something that I wasn't expecting to see. That's just like fantastic. Um, and so I don't know yet, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, there's always something really cool. I think um, I think that's how I found. Uh, there's a there's an artist, uh, J M Dragunis, who is a who's fantastic, and he has these like super detailed uh, things that look like it looks like he made them like a thousand years ago or something like that. It's a, it's amazing. But that's that's how I kind of found him. I you know he was just, I just saw him at the show. I saw his artwork. It like stood out to me, and then we started talking. And he's been at you know Awesome Con ever since. So it's uh, you know something like that probably where I, I, or I don't even know, but I would, I would see something that's different and cool and new that catches my eye. Uh, there's this woodworker that's always at Awesome Con, and he does a lot of geek, he does wood hen, wood clocks that he does burn carvings. And my daughter bought one of RTD, uh, RTD2 type image, and it was awesome, and we have it up in the bathroom. And I was so proud of my daughter that that's what she chose with her money. And so there's always something like that unexpected. Uh, the, there's this lady that sells corsets sometimes at Awesome Con that I really like. Uh, I bought a corset from her last year because I actually had a need for one. Who knew I would? Uh, <laughs> I never wear girly things, and that was, like, a time I needed one. And she always does, like, amazing corsets for cosplay, though, like, you know, for fetishism, too. And, and she does this Wonder – I bet she's got a bunch of her Wonder Woman corsets this year because that's what I would do because I have a feeling – because cosplay is actually really, really good at Awesome Con. And I, last year it was a sea of Harleys. I have a feeling that this year it's going to be a sea of Wonder Woman. Don't you think? I have a feeling we're going to see oh, a lot yeah. of Wonder Woman this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to be a lot of Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I love cosplay though. I love, I think that's the best part of the con is actually the people watching. I love sometimes I'm just like to sit in the hallway. There's a long hallway where uh, room 156 is, the larger of the side rooms. There's always people walking through there with costumes. And I just sit there sometimes and just stare because there's some really creative people. Last year I saw a guy in a full on Han Solo in carbonite costume and he was walking around. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 a, a random predator bumped into a random alien, and when they bumped into each other, they immediately started to fight. And my daughter goes, "I want to take a picture with the evil ones," and walked over there, and I'd take a picture. You know, it, it's really always cool. something like that. It's you know, you turn around. The, the guys that were doing these mecha suits were so large they couldn't get down into the elevator to go down to the floor, and they were stuck in Hall H up or Hall D upstairs. <laughs> you know, it's like always something really cool. You know, it's like wow, because they're just so tall. They didn't know what they were gonna do. Yeah. You know? uh, so it, it's always unexpected when it comes to the people. Because one thing about DC, and I know, and you're in Annapolis, and I'm I'm from Annapolis. I live in Annapolis, not from Annapolis. I live in Annapolis. Uh, but one thing about us in Annapolis and DC and Baltimore is we know how to nerd it up. 
We are all Doctor Who fans. We're all Star Wars fans. We're all oh yeah. We're all D and D. We're all D and D geeks. There's an entire gaming section of this part that we're not even getting into. Tabletop games, role playing games. There's even a sci fi dating service at this. Thing. Yeah, I might do that uh, this year. I don't know. <laughs> we, talk, we talked about having Aaron Marie do it. I think you really should do it this year. Aaron you should Marie. totally do it. We should sign you up. You should go, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I want to know what it's like, and I'm forbidden. I can't do it. I'm yeah. Allowed, so I'm the single one but of the you, group. I'm not. I'm not married anymore. <laughs> no. So you can. So, uh, is there any games that you like to play? If you ever had time to play them at awesome times. Um, I like the tabletop games. I like like the big group games. I like, um, like. Uh, like I like to play Flux or uh, Werewolf or uh, looking at my game cabinet. Boss Monster is amazing. I don't know if you've played that. That's really cool. Um, or like for video Queenie. games, uh, Smash oh, Brothers. Queenie Smash some... Brothers tournament's the best. Oh, the Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, uh, Queenie, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but Queenie mentioned that when she was at Gen Con once, they did an entire like like convention wide game of Werewolf. And I just thought yeah, that sounded like it sounded yeah. really, really cool. It was cool. really fucking cool, actually. Yeah, the I, I, can't even, bigger. I, I can't even imagine that. It just like sounds like a lot of fun. And there's the art. There's an art challenge too. Is there not? Like, there's a whole art section of of Awesome Con as well, right? Like um, like art fest or art chal- art fight. Have, is that what? It, we have super art fight, which is a that's like a two hour program that we have where it's sort of like a live art competition. It's super fun. If you haven't done it before, that's, that's one of the things you definitely have to check out. I, I walked in there. I, I probably I actually have more time this year, so I think I'm going to go in there and get some more time. Because Friday, is a lot, my schedule is way more flexible than it has been in a long time. Sa- uh, Saturday, I'm always paneled up, and, and there's so many panels on Saturday that, you know, and especially with the Q&As happening upstairs. And leads me to which the grand finale of this talk, because I have, I, I, three weeks ago, well, no, in three weeks, a movie comes out. I got to see it last week. I got to see Baby Driver. And so I'm going to review Baby Driver after you're finished with this interview. But unfortunately, Billy Piper, who is supposed to be part of the Doctor Who track, uh, dropped out at the last minute. But in the return we get one of my favorite directors. You have no idea how shaking in my boots it is to see a Q&A with Edgar Wright. Please tell me how Edgar Wright stepped in at the last minute because this is just exciting to me. So it's, uh, it's actually something I think we've been working on for a little while. We just couldn't announce it. And um, this, uh, you know, the, I, I – this one was the most of the celebrity talent. I kind of, I kind of set that up, but this one I have to give the credit to. Um, I have to give the credit to my uh, my sales and, and programming teams who were who were talking with the with the um, with the movie studio, and they set it all up. And this was like a you know huge, huge, huge deal for us because you know normally you you would not have like the you know the director of a movie come out to promote their their new movie outside of like, you know, San Diego comic-con or New York comic-con. But they, I think they realized that Washington DC is a huge market. Awesome con is one of the largest cons in the country. And they really wanted to, to kind of make a splash 
and get people excited about, about baby driver. So um, Edgar is coming to awesome con and he's going to be doing a Q and a, he's going to be doing a short autograph session. And I think it's going to be so fantastic. I don't know if you know, if you saw that, do, that really is going time? to be host, hosting his. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, for it. So it's, it's happening on Saturday. June 17th at 2 p.m. And Felicia Day is going to be kind of moderating his Q&A, which is amazing. Ooh, and oh, <laughs> really? I'm geeking out. I know. That's, that's like, a, it, yeah. <laughs> Me too. sweet spot right there. Felicia Day, she's technically a horror host on my favorite television show with one of my favorite directors. You don't have, you have no idea. Like that's like geek Christmas for me. So thank you. So it's going to be sweet. And then um, we had to do some last minute shuffling to get Felicia in there. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. And then um, as soon as that's over, he's going to be signing autographs for a brief period uh, uh, downstairs in the autograph area. I don't know how long he's going to be doing it. I'm, I'm sure they will cut right. the line pretty quickly, but it's going to be right. Is it right sweet. after his panel? Is that when it's happening? Yeah, immediately after. Yeah. Okay, because I have the VIP. That's where I have a VIP patch, my sir. <laughs> it's like the whole day. <laughs> it's about speed because for me that's what the that's what the VIP pass is, is so I can get from one place to another quickly. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. It's not even about cutting the line. It's just about getting you know getting out and getting in. You know. Um, so oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And if he's even more excited that he's got a I I I have an import copy of Shaun of the Dead from England, which arrived on my doorstep the day it was released theatrically in the United States. So I might get oh, wow. to sign that. Yeah. That's super so, cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think I'll get Edgar Wright to sign that because I would pay, definitely going to pay for Edgar Wright. Oh, my goodness. It's like uh, – For I, me, I, it's I, all about I, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, <sighs> Scott Pilgrim is great, too, but I really love Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz a lot. I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan as well. Well, of course that I love one this, of my but Scott Pilgrim – I just rewatched it with the kids this weekend, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I and was I, like very I said, I just lucky. I got – <clears throat> I, I got a Go chance ahead. to meet uh, him and the cast of Spaced uh, right before um, the West Coast. Um, Jay and uh, Silent Bob Secret Stash went away. Uh, they, they did a signing, and I took my uh, promo shirt for Shaun of the Dead from a previous Comic-Con. And I got that in the DVD box set of Space signed by everyone. It's pretty cool. That's so cool. I, I, I mean, this. I, I, I was enjoying the lineup this year, but once you gave us Edgar Wright, sir, I was like, that's it. This is going to be fabulous. I, right it's on. awesome. It just earned its awesome name. Uh, you know, <laughs> Edgar Wright is, and, and I'm so excited because I haven't, I, I don't always, I'm really slow about getting screener passes. I don't like hunt for them. Like some people there's a whole screener culture to podcasting and blogging, but I don't really participate in that. So it's like a, a, a like a nice bone when I get a screener. You know what I'm saying? And I got a baby dryer screener three weeks ahead of time, and I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, Wait, it looks I, I really like, good. Oh, and it's it, – it, it, uh, you want me to review it real quick? Because I was going to review it at the end of this thing anyways, uh, you know, because I know well, that – I don't want anything one of the things, spoiled because I'm going to see it next week. So I'm not, not spoiling it. That's, once again, awesome con panel, 2 o'clock, Edgar Wright on the main hall. 
and uh, he's going to show clips of Baby Driver. Uh, the soundtrack, which I've been playing pieces from, I'm not giving the names of the pieces except for the dams. If you want to know, it's already been posted. Um, Edgar Wright's not been hiding the fact that this movie has one of the most bumping tr- soundtracks of the summer. That is not an exaggeration. It is absolutely true. Uh, and uh, it's a heist film. That's all I'm going to say. And the kid that almost was Han Solo came in second, stars in it. Uh, you know. So uh, he's, he was also in, in the, his fault of, uh, fault of Our Stars with that, uh, the Cancer Boy story. Uh, and he was actually really good in that. Uh, so it stars him and Jamie Foxx and John Hamm is featured role. Uh, it's, I'm not going to get it any more than that, but it is just, it's one of those films that makes you smile all the way through. Best opening of the year. Absolutely the best opening sequence of the year. Uh, I, I haven't seen Fast and the Furious, so I can't compare uh, car chase sequences, but they're exciting. They're unpredictable. It keeps you going. Uh, and the film has a great ensemble cast is just having fun it's light as the air for what it is it feels like he's and, and he even says in the credits thank you quentin tarantino so this is basically edgar wright's tribute to quentin tarantino movies uh there's long sequences awesome. of talking with offset by huge sequences of extreme violence which is something we all like. So here, so thumbs up, big thumbs up. For, uh, I give it a grade of B plus and a thumbs up for me. Uh, so Baby Driver so far is the best film I've seen this summer, and I've seen three of the tent poles, and I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. I'll see that this week with my daughter. Uh, but it definitely is the best film I've seen this summer so far. I mean, it's got the best script. It's the smartest movie I've seen this year. Best directed film. Uh, the characters I've seen in other movies have been dumb as rock, so it was so refreshing to see characters that were actually, like, brain had brains and are doing things that make sense for their characters. So that's my review of Baby Driver without spoiling it. How was that? <laughs> Sweet. That's good. Yeah. So anyway. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see Edgar Wright. So uh, Edgar Wright is the first celebrity I ever had an encounter with online. He did this, like, AMA in the 90s right after Shaun of the Dead, like ancient, like, interweb technology. And I asked the question about Sam Ramy because clearly he was influenced if you watch Shaun of the Dead. He told me, yeah, he basically ripped him off. And (laughs) it was, like, a great experience. So I can't wait to see him. Now, Ben, Tell me again, give our listeners, our whole six, 7,000 people, well, we don't know how many we actually have, but we have a few people listening out there. Uh, give, give, a, uh, give a quick, once again, what are the dates at AwesomeCon? And if, if we're looking for you, so we can give you a thank you hug or a thank you uh, handshake, where can we see we can hunt for you? Yeah, so uh, June 16th through the 18th, that's next weekend, at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in downtown D.C. You can get tickets at awesomecon.com. If you're looking for me, um, I will probably be uh, not anywhere where you can find me, uh, but I might be <laughs> might see me running around a little bit. Um, but I've got a huge beard, and um, I will probably look uh, incredibly uh, stressed or deep in thought if you see me. I will be very busy. 
I have two pictures of you, actually, from last year's Awesome Cons in the Kevin Smith panel, and you both look stressed and, and furry in that one, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I probably got... won't look very different. My, I've, I've grown my hair out a little bit. That's it. Uh, well, I'm so glad that this is working out for you, and thank you once again for coming on the show, and I hope I do get to bump into you, at least on your five years of Awesome Con panel. I, I'll at least wave and say hi to you for a minute so you know what I mean. Yeah, like. yeah, definitely. Stop <laughs> into that. It's going to be fun. And, and, um, and so thank you again, and uh, – when and don't forget, you also have he also has Annapolis Comic Con, which will be next year because I think it's already concluded for this year. Yeah, it did. we haven't done it um, this year yet. I don't know. Oh. I have to try and find a date for it this year. I'm not sure. Well, but. we'll hope so. If you do, please keep me posted. Let me know so I can add it to our for calendar because sure. we always have a calendar. Uh, I always like to let people know about the geek happenings all over the United States. And once again, thank you again. I hope that your little respite here from your um, wasn't too distracting from your work. And I hope that everything else runs smoothly for you. Break a leg, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So, um we're going to let you go. You're going to have to probably hang up yourself because this computer interface is, is a, a butt sometimes. It's just my French. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so, yeah, a big butt. Anyway, so thank you again, <laughs> Mr. Ben. And Ben, that was Ben Tenrod. Woo! Everyone say woo for me. Woo! Woo! Oh, you guys are weak. Okay, that's a little better. Oh, man, we usually are much better than that. I'm I am so happy that he was on, and that was a fun interview, and we're looking forward to Awesome Con, and Edgar Wright, yep. and Jason David Frank, and Alicia Dusku, and, you know, all these wonderful people, and uh, the cosplay fact. Huh? Boo-boo kitty fact. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I love this because awesome. I've always liked her. I liked her as face. I always liked I like her a lot. I so, did too, yeah. So uh, it's going to be, it, it may not be San Diego, Mr. Aaron Kogan, but I will tell you, <laughs> ours isn't so bad. We, we we have more room than you do. I'll tell you that. That's the difference. See, there you Because you, you have, see, the thing is, we have enough room. Like the, the Washington, D.C. Convention Center and Aaron Marie can vouch. It's huge and maze-like and you can get lost. It's two full buildings, right? And I'll, you can get I'll lost. I'll you You know, uh, and, and San Diego Comic Con. Oh, I know. Nothing. It's not even half the size of of what we have yeah. in DC, and and we don't almost don't fill it. Like they fill that thing to the brim, and there's still space in there. Uh, that's how but big Washington DC Convention Center is. We're gonna have. Over 130,000 people. So, you know, yay. In the little tiny living space. Little tiny living space. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still worth it. I don't care. Still worth it. Uh, Well, it's San Diego Comic Con. It's part of the culture is to be stuffy and bump into each other. And and, no, this is my seat. You can't have my seat. I'm going to poop in it. <laughs> you know, you know that, that, that doesn't really happen that much. Uh, it, it, <laughs> that I don't much? Know. That much. I, that I much. mean, we all know that horrible <laughs> incident with the uh, the guy getting the pen in his eye uh, during the Hall H thing. And Hall H is crazy. I will give you that. Hall H is crazy. 
but there's this big nerd love, you know, that you turn around and you just go, my people, and it's kind of awesome. That is awesome. Um so is there anything else, media conventions, that uh, we're going to scare the cares? I know that Erin Marie is doing Monster Mania at the end of August. I might be – it looks like that I might have a pass to Otakon, which is our anime festival at the beginning of August. So we've got that to look forward to. Uh, I, I might get in a, a pass. I'm like, woohoo. So that will be awesome. I'll go there. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's all, of course, scares that cares the end of July. Bloodfest coming up. I don't know if I'm going to go this year. My daughter wants to go for a day. Lineup is good. It, it came from outer space which is a pretty good movie. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of great things. It's busy, busy, busy. It's busy season here on the Sexy Witches and in the geek happenings of the United States. And matter of fact, the first thing I want to talk about tonight, believe it or not, is awesome and it happens in my backyard. Don't have time for full calendar tonight. But... Do got to mention a few things here. And Queenie, are you a fan of Guar? I enjoy them. <laughs> you enjoy them? <laughs> I do. Guess what? I do too. Guess what? They're going to be here what? on the 8th at Third Eye Comics. They're having Ooh. a uh, com- they're having a comic launch party and and okay. Guar is going to be there at 6 p.m. tomorrow. So if you're within driving distance of Annapolis, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, come and see them at Third Eye Comics. On actually, they're they're going to be in Richmond tomorrow, and then on on Thursday, the eighth, they're here in Annapolis, Third Eye Comics. So so looking forward to that. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. So you have uh, fun time. Def- I'm definitely going. I haven't decided if I'm taking my daughter, but I might. Uh, I'm always a little bit concerned when it comes to Glar. At the same time, it's just makeup <laughs> and costumes, and she's starting to get that. She understands that. Uh, but that was all very, very exciting. Uh, there's so This is the beginning of Geek's busy season, basically. Um, unfortunately, I don't have as much West Coast stuff, but we did mention a few things coming up. Aaron mentioned any Comic-Con and the Midsummer Scream in August. Uh, but there's a lot of screenings even happening starting this weekend. Uh, first one I wanted to mention is uh, Ron from the 80s. Do you remember that movie? It's a, a beautiful Asian version of King Lear. Uh, it was up right. the best picture. Um, they just hour. recently did a it, – it, yeah, it's a 4K re- restoration of it recently, and mm. they're playing that restoration at the Alamo Draft Hall Yonkers in New York on Thursday the 8th at 7 p.m., so that's something you can do. Uh, so that's what I actually would, if you're in this area, that is actually a really awesome thing to do. Um, now, on the 8th also, and hey, Queenie, this one's in your hood. Well, not quite your your old hood, not your new hood, or not even your new hood, old hood, but a hood you would like to have lived in. Uh, Portland. Portland has their ah. horror film festival, June 8th through the 10th at the Hollywood Theater. So, yeah, um, you know... Uh, it's a I very fun lineup. Uh, I, I really, 
Yeah, let's see. Who are they playing this year? Do we have a lineup? I don't think they give us a lineup unless I go to the actual schedule schedule. Uh, I actually couldn't. There was so much stuff happening, I couldn't take good notes. I have to go, rely on web pages to get me through this version of the calendar. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, it, I don't like. There's just there's just a shit ton of movies playing. Lots of lots of shorts. They're very known for their shorts programs, actually, if I remember right. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So that's the so in Portland. Uh, all sorts of great horror shorts happening, uh, so go visit them and check them out. Um, and speaking of horror shorts, uh, I forgot to mention last weekend the Ethereal Film Festival had their big launch in Hollywood last, um, which is the all-woman horror programming. Um, their new their new program debuted last weekend in, in the L.A., and so look for that. Um, Don Fields, who directed uh, 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 Fragile Storm, which played in the last collection, just won an award for her horror short. So once again, I'm going to, I'm trying to get Stacey Pippi and Sonfield to be on the show. I want to talk about independent horror with them. Uh, so congratulations to them. They got some awards and we're really happy for all of them. Um, now going back to things that we can do, one of our favorite places on this coast is the Mahonic Drive-In in Layton, Pennsylvania. Uh, they did Zombies a couple weekends ago. This time, it's called the Vampire 2017. So, uh, vampire parties, and they're doing a 30, 30th anniversary screening of The Lost Boys. There we go, 1987. Uh, and they're also going to show Fright Night and Vampire's Kicks, just because it's Nick Cage acting like a vampire. Though so he's not really a vampire in that movie. No. I've seen it. He's not. He's just a crazy dude, which is you know, that's Nick Cage, right? He's the crazy dude, so, you know. But, uh, you know, so Mahonic Drive-In, so go, go to that. Um, I, I always love their events. They have a bunch of stuff happening coming up. Um, and now in Pennsylvania, uh, we have their Comic-Con on June 9th, so this weekend. If you can't make it to Awesome Con next in two weeks, you could go to the Steel City Comic-Con, uh, which has a special horror. They're doing a special horror track this year. Um, I think Tom Savini's going to be there, and Eddie Munster's going to be there. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Mosley's going to be there. Uh, you know, it, it's a good song. Oh, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, Linda Blair. Uh, so, it, so Steel City Comic Con has a really good um, DJ Graham, Steel, Steve Nash. I mean, it's a really good um, uh, horror track. So Monroe Convention Center on the 9th to the 11th is still see a Comic-Con and the special horror fan edition section of it sounds nice and choice. And uh, I highly recommend if you've never met Cassandra Peterson to do so. <laughs> and Kevin mm-hmm. Foray is going to be there. What is Monroeville without Kevin Foray? I mean, he basically put that city on the map with Dawn of the Dead. So, you know, we got it. We got it. We got it. You know, it's awesome. So anyway, so that's still to the Con-Con. Uh, we also have, uh, and that also is part of Living Dead Weekend is part of that as well, which is uh, a big, a big zombie walk at the Monroe Vall where they shot Dawn of the Dead. Um, uh, so it, it's all cut part of it. It's a big fun thing. Now, if, if horror or comic cons are not your thing, but maybe you like your 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 thing is steampunk, steampunk, and the, um, the steampunk world. Um, 
Fair is having a special steampunk in the Catskills 3. So the Blackthorn Resort up in upstate. Uh, so you can go do steampunk in the mountains, and then you can go in the hot tubs with the big, uh, you know, champagne glasses and heart-shaped tubs or whatever. So <laughs> it's kind of weird but cool. So go up there to Catskills and dress up in your best, finest steampunk you have. So um, let's see. Uh, we got more sci-fi on the 9th, sci-fi music at the Spark, Spark Contemporary Art Space. I have no idea where that is, though. My notes do not tell me where that is. Where is that? Syracuse, New York. Uh, Bonnie was supposed to talk about this. Matter of fact, Bonnie's going to be at this event, I believe, the sci-fi and music at the Spark. Uh, she was talking about it with me on the phone right before air. Uh, but that's up in Syracuse. That's on at the June 9th at 6 p.m. So uh, not knowing much about this event, uh, other than it's got some, it's art, it's music. There's something about electronic music and uh, Prophet Spearmondering Park, Uganda, and a bunch of other things. So uh, it's, it's uh, you know, sounds like a good time. So it's free, by the way. So, but there are accepting donations. So I, I, I'm sure you can talk to Bonnie on her profile of her Facebook page by giving more information. Uh, we have a, we also have an art opening, which makes me excited. I love geeky art openings. By the way, um, the, the art open, uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, art exhibit moved to, I believe, was it Aaron Kogan? Was it Minneapolis where mm-hmm. it moved? It just opened? Yeah. It's having a huge success yeah. there right now. Everyone lines around the block. Everyone's going to see that. Can't um, recommend that. In New York, at the MOCA, the Modern Arts Festival is having the Art of Spider-Man opening reception on June 9th. So they're having a big old beautiful art display of the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You can go and look at his work, speaking of Stan Lee. Uh, so it includes significant artists like Stephen Ditko, Todd McFarlane, John Buscema, Ross Adrew, Gil Kane, Ron Friends, Keith Pollard, John Romita Jr., uh, so these are all artists that worked on Spider-Man over the years. Uh, it's created, well, it's created by Stanley and Steve Ditko was the co-creator of Spider-Man. So, mm-hmm. uh, so this is this is actually a pretty big deal. <laughs> so go to the Modern Art Museum in New York, in New York, New York, and you can go see the artist artist Spider-Man, the Mocha. So that sounds really really awesome. Uh, any questions? No. <laughs> all right. Uh, also in New York, they, they starting their Sunshine at Midnight. The Sunshine, I always like to give it a set out. It's on Houston, Houston, sorry now, Houston, Houston. Uh, and um, the Sunshine is one of my favorite theaters, and uh, I've seen a lot of really strange movies and really good movies there. And they're starting their Midnight series starting on June 9th. And they're starting with the eight, the 90s version of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, which I think is pretty funny. Like, why would you play that in the middle of the night? But maybe there's a reason. I don't know. Well, I'm open-minded. It's all good. It's very colorful, very silly. But the Green Ranger, and the Green Ranger is really good in it. So as we know, I'm a huge fan of Jason David Frank, and it has the original lineup in the movie. So, you know, uh, I'm good with that. Uh, so, uh, And then closer to home here up in uh, Baltimore, uh, there's, you see, Baltimore is weird because we have their own kind of our own fashion, which has its own fandom and its own festival, and that is the Beehive Hairdo. You know, updos, big, big, spinny, ugly things, height, lots of height, like, you know, drag queens and, you know, everyone. And so they have the Hun Fest, 
And Hunfest is on the 10th this year, and you go there, and everyone's dressed up. It's very colorful. Uh, it's it's like it's like a pride parade, but with funkier music. Does that make any sense? And it's not yeah. Just, uh, but but everybody's dressed up like that. Everyone, everyone's got poodle hair skirts with big frilly, uh, you know, skirts. Doesn't matter, you know, but and their hair is like six feet tall. It, it's it's really fun. So check out the Han Fest in Baltimore. It's always a big um, thing. And speaking, and Erin Marie, you're up. If you're not sleeping, are you there? <laughs> oh, she's. The next thing on my list is here also in D.C. and it's the Equality March for Unity and Pride. So the uh, annual uh, Pride March in D.C. and it's going to be a big one this year. Erin Marie, are you are you there? I have no idea if she's there. I think she's gone. She looks like she dropped. Well, anyway, she's going to come to us. That's why she's coming down this weekend. Uh, She's taking her kids to the parade, and then she's staying for a week, and then she's going to go to AwesomeCon with me. So uh, we're going to be busy, very, very busy here. (laughs) So um, next week, it's uh, um, here also. DC is just kicking butt right now because the Library of Congress has officially Started actually, the DC Public Library is starting to archive old punk tapes and things like that. People's bootlegs of live performances, and so and so they're having what's called the DC Punk Archive Library Rooftop Show, and it's in the Woodbridge neighborhood. It it is a ticket. Um, It just sounds so flipping cool. Uh, you know, library. On the, it's, it's on the roof of the library, and there's a bunch of musical acts. Uh, one's called Weed Tree. Show is free, but you have to get a ticket. Uh, rooftop capacity is 70, so it's first come, first serve on the roof, and then the rest of it down the basement uh, or on the on the street level. Uh, so that's on June 14th. So doesn't that sound amazing? Like like yeah. like a library is having a punk show. On their roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so badass. I, 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 cool. I, ha- I had to make sure I mentioned that because the DC, a lot of people don't realize the DC punk scene is pretty significant. And I, I it's not, it goes so much more than the drummer of, of Nirvana, you know, and Henry Rollins, even though the, both those guys are completely valid people. You know, it's just that, you know, it, it just goes on minor threat and. Fugazi. Doesn't it's Bad Brains have a DC connection? Bad Brains for sure has a DC connection. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, it, there's a lot of stuff going down. So Fucking Bad Brains awesome. rocks, man. You know, and and oh well, yeah, they do. Especially this earlier stuff, man, is really hard, fast, and awesome. And uh, and and early political messages, and I love. I, I love the 80s punk for that, like the social commentary, the political messages, and they haven't lost any strength. If you listen to that stuff, there's still the same issues are still applying. Matter of fact, when I, like I said, when I listen to a Dead Kennedys record, I always find it more valid the older it gets. 
you know, it, it's kind of creepy, actually. So so that's pretty much it. A couple more things that I missed. Uh, first of all, on 6-11, the Alamo Draft House Yonkers, once again, who's been rocking this lineup this year, is, has a beautiful 35-millimeter clean print of Barry Lyndon, the Stanley Kubrick movie, one of my favorite Stanley Kubrick movies. So if you want to see a beautiful clean print of Barry Lyndon on the big screen in 35-millimeter, there's your chance. But also... Fathom Events, in the next theater probably adjacent to it, is showing in two screenings, uh, Some Like It Hot. And Some Like It Hot is actually a pretty awesome movie. So uh, they're showing it on 614 and then on 611 and the repeat on 614. And last but not least, the Lyric Hall Theater in New Haven, Connecticut, Strange Ways Theater is hosting The Legend of Billie Jean, which is a 1985 film uh, <laughs> it's a, starring Christian Slater and Helen Slater, his brother and sister. It's actually a really cheesy movie, but it's kind of fun. And as a girl, I absolutely adored that movie. Oh my god! So that's <laughs> it's a five dollar entrance fee, but you can go see that. The filming's at ten doors at three uh, nine p.m. And that's it. That's all I have for tonight. And we got through everything. It was an amazing show. Thank you, Ben Penrod, for being on the show. So looking for awesome con. Aaron, I don't know where it happened to you, but thank you for being on the show. Queenie, Queenie, my, yes. my co-host, yeah. my werewolf co-host, thank you, and I'm so excited about The Void, I really am, so thank you for it. that, yeah. yeah, now that I, I've heard about it, I am too, awesome. I'm really, and, and, yeah, and Aaron Kogan, thank you for calling in and talking about the East, Southern California East Coast Geek Happening, West Coast Geek Happenings, so, sure you know, so a lot of things to do. It's the beginning of the season. Thank you all for listening. We are the Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches. We will come back, I think, on 623. I'm going to try to make that an independent film review show. I'm going to talk to a few people. I have a few screeners I need to pass out. I have another screener for you, Queenie. I'm going to give you soon. Um, and... Uh, and and we're gonna come and then we'll come back and we're gonna talk about some independent films made by our fellow friends and colleagues and that'll be awesome and then a recap of AwesomeCon of course and tonight we're gonna leave you with the viral sensation his name is DJ Cumberbun I love this this version of what well, he does it just makes me crack up you'll you'll hear it in a minute um, but remember you can find us on Stitcher and Apple and Apple TV and iTunes please leave some feedback on iTunes or Block Talk Radio if you have the time. Thanks for listening. Good bill hunting, blessed be, and let's leave you with Earth, Wind, and Fire and Ozzy. Thank you, DJ Cumberbund. Oh God, it did it again, didn't it?
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.